What's going on, guys? It's Gary. It is Thursday that I'm recording this, the 2nd of May. Hope everybody is doing well and everybody's gearing up for Game Week 37. So many high scores in Game Week 36. So we heard from a lot of you guys. Uh, you responded to our posts or you sent us uh, screenshots of your teams with lots of people with well over 100 points so good on you guys we're proud of you You guys are making great decisions and uh we were close i think we were what 96 and just you know like every other week uh if we would have done this or would have done that or didn't do this um you know we would have had like 100 million points if uh if we did all the things we said we were going to do or we initially thought we were going to do but um that's how the fpl game goes so we want to do a few things today. First is uh, thank you for joining us. Second is check us out on Instagram if you haven't already. Our handle is simply at Let's Talk Soccer. Simple enough. Uh, this week we have a couple of different contributions that we've made within the FPL community. Uh, aside from the, the things that we do ourselves, on our own platforms, we have um, co-written another great article with our friends at FPL Football Advice. So that article has already been published and is out for the masses. Simply go to our Insta Stories on our Instagram page, and there you'll see the Game Week 37 story. Just tap your finger on the words "see more." there on that story and you'll be linked directly to the article. We've heard lots of great feedback from you guys on these and we really do appreciate it. We don't know. Uh, we like what we're writing. Uh, we're kind of partial to it and we hope that you enjoy it. So when we hear feedback, you know, it just makes us um, a little better at what we do. And that's ultimately what we want to do is give you guys really good information so that you can make as informed decisions as you'd like. Uh, the second piece of where we are within the community is uh, we were approached on Twitter uh, by the good folks at The Hype Train, and uh, we've never worked with them before, but we've checked them out on their website, and it looks like some pretty cool stuff. So um, we will go ahead and post that information when when that article is up kind of like a, a weekly guest thing which is kind of a, a template um, that their guests fill out giving different score predictions and teams to stick with teams to look out for players um, to consider players to uh, run away from as quick as you can stuff like that so it was fun doing that so hopefully um, you guys like that as well and again we will go ahead and push you that way as soon as that has been published but I think what we'll do is actually go through a little bit of the information from both of those sources because it's super relevant to the week and we put a lot of work into it so we might as well share some of it here. In addition, we did post, this was a couple of days ago, uh, two related posts. The first was about forwards and the other was about midfielders and these were 
the points that each of these players, the FPL points that each of these players scored in the reversed fixtures against their upcoming 37 and week 38 opponents. So in the reverse fixtures of the teams that they're playing these last two games of the season, how did these guys perform FPL points-wise? Some surprisingly good numbers, and then a couple that were a little uh, discouragingly low, I guess. Uh, on average, the midfielders performed much higher points-wise than the strikers did. Some really big numbers. I think Sun had something like 34 points against his uh, game week 37 and 38 opponents in the, their reverse reverse fixtures. So, um, man, if he can replicate that, then his owners are going to be ecstatic. Speaking of Spurs, or semi-related, because we're talking about Sun, we'll say the same thing about Manchester United players. Um, a lot of talk about you know, because of fixtures, extremely favorable fixtures, especially for Manchester United, about bringing in players like Pogba, Rashford, if he's fit, um, Son and Erickson, of course. And our take is this. Um, there's a, a saying that we started to see a lot this season, and it's form over fixtures, which is especially relevant to attacking players and despite and again especially for Manchester United despite having extremely favorable fixtures the Manchester United team is in disarray the team form and the team chemistry is way off and for Pogba especially because he's the most talked about player between him and Rashford and anyone else his, his form is terrible. Aside from a game where he scored two pens, I think he's only had one goal in like his last 10 game weeks or something like that. And we have the specifics of all of that. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. But it's not impressive at all. Now, his form and the team's form and Sun's form and Erickson's form could all change in a heartbeat and could greatly reward their owners. But if we're going form over fixtures, their form really scares me. And I don't know that I can advise those that ask me, and many of you have, uh, to go out and get them. If you have them currently in your squad, then fine. No reason to waste a, a free transfer on a player that, that could haul for you. But going out and, and making transfers to bring them in specifically, unless there's an actual need, you've got an injured player um, or something along those lines, then, I don't know, I think that there's, you know, for the, the prices, I think there's better options to be found out there. I think Sigurdsson is a really interesting option there in the midfield as an example. Okay, so what to do with Spurs players? If you have them, sort of like we were saying with Pogba, if you have them, I don't know that you necessarily need to get rid of them, although I would keep an eye 
on those Spurs players because of the loss they took to Ajax during the week, and they're more or less sort of tucked away in a top four finish in the league. Shouldn't be too hard for them to to stay there. But they have to, they gave up an away goal, and now they've got to go to Ajax during the week. So it'll be interesting to see if Poch rests his top players or has them on managed minutes or something along those lines. So keep if you'd like, but I wouldn't go out and get them necessarily. That's for sure. All right. What else are we going to talk about? We already kind of... Same principles for the Manchester United player owners out there. Um, here's another topic that we talked about. If we still had our wild card. And Lord knows, we wish we still had our wild card. Who are the strikers, three strikers, that we would want in each of these last two game weeks? For us... We picked Aguero, Jimenez for sure. Those two, without a doubt. So if we, whether we were playing this wild card in game week 37 or game week 38, uh, Aguero and Jimenez in our squad, without question, either of those two weeks. And then, a little bit debatable between Vardy and Wilson. And the reason I say them... And Vardy has an especially difficult fixture against Man City this weekend. But the form of these guys, um, kind of undeniable. They are, Vardy especially, looks great. And he tends to sort of up his game towards the end of the season, historically. So, despite the fixtures, and I believe he has Chelsea in the last match. But we know that Chelsea can give up goals for sure. Um, he's still got strong odds by the odds makers of, of scoring in this coming weekend against Man City. So um, I think we would choose one of those two players. More than likely, we would want to play that wild card in game week 38, just because you can potentially end the season uh, with a lot of points if you pick wisely, and because... Like we said, Vardy has a slightly easier fixture against Chelsea, and Wilson um, has a much easier fixture than he has this weekend. Triple captainship, if we had that, what would we do with it? Um, we would look at specific matchups for sure, because you've got a fantastic team playing a not-so-fantastic team and automatically you start to calculate the players they have on that fantastic team and who might um, go off and, and bring in a large number of points. That's for sure. But um, for us, it's got to be Aguero. It's got to be sort of the, the guys that are scoring the goals right now and the guys that you know are capable of just being explosive. It's Aguero, it's Sterling, it's Mane, and it's Salah. Perhaps Hazard, but he's one of those players, kind of like Pogba, you don't know what you're going to get. You might get all of him, you might get none of him, and be frustrated outside of your skull. 
So just be careful with that. But if you do have chips left, use them, guys. The last thing you want to do, and there will be managers who will leave their chips on the table, literally and figuratively. So uh, don't be one of those guys. Get to work and DM us if you have questions about anything. <clears throat> Some predictions that we made this week, and we're going to put these out here to see how close we get, and we're going to sort of keep an eye on, on our predictions. For all 10 games, here we go. Everton won, Burnley won. Bournemouth won, Spurs won. West Ham 2, Southampton won. Wolves 2, Fulham won. Cardiff 0, Crystal Palace 1. Newcastle 0, Liverpool 3. Especially coming off of that loss to Barcelona. They're going to be out for blood. Chelsea 1, Watford 1. Huddersfield one, Man U two. I think they'll get back on track. Arsenal two, Brighton nil, Man City three, Leicester City one. I do think that Vardy will get one past Ederson. So we also then talked about um, essential players, essential game week, essential players for this game week. Who are our picks? We have three. We have Aguero, we have Vardy, for the reasons we've mentioned, and we have Van Dyke. He's just a stud of a player. And despite not maybe having the attacking returns that Robertson or Alexander-Arnold have, he always has that ability to get up on a corner and head one in. Difference makers and differentials for the week. We've got Digne. Redmond, both good options to us in terms of some potential differentials. And then also Tielemans, Jota, and Sané. And uh, we put Sané as sort of one of our um, guys to keep an eye on on our watch list for Game Week 37 and... Uh, couple people thought we were crazy because he might be on managed minutes or rotated, but that's kind of what you do when you take a differential is you take a little bit of a gamble. Um, you know, unless you are leading your mini league or as high as you want to be in one of the leagues that you're in, now's the time to have some fun with it. It's been such a season of calculations and stress and overthinking and second guessing and all those things. Go out and have a little bit of fun with it. Um, take a risk on a player. Heck, play your triple captain on on a player that no one would ever suspect. You never know what's going to happen. And that's what makes this fun, at least to us, is going out and everybody's got sort of the template you know, four or five or six players. So it's all the other ones out there that make the difference. And remember, the only way a player is a differential, especially when it comes to a captain, is your player has to haul, bring in a lot of points, or at least a good amount of points, and all of the other widely chosen guys, the Salas, the Agueros, the Sterlings, the Hazards, they have to blink because otherwise if one of them does well then it really cancels out your captain selection your differential selection so just remember that um, just because you have a 
lesser picked captain uh, than most others do, and he does okay. If all the other ones do as well or a little better, or maybe even a little worse, doesn't really do that much for you. <clears throat> now, if we were able to blow up our team for the week and start over, here's who we would choose. If we were wild carding um, or, um, or free hitting, we'd have Allison and Goal, our three defenders, we'd play a three, four, three, oh no, sorry, a three, five, two. Yeah, Allison, three in the back, Van Dyke, Dinier, and Laporte. In the mid, we'd have Mane, Sterling, Sigurdsson, Jota, and Redman. And then up top, Aguero and Jimenez. And our substitutes, we would just have uh, the three, the four cheapest players that we could get, Hamer, Simpson, and Connolly. And uh, that is within the 100 million pound budget. So that's what we would do. Keep DMing us. We uh, are going to take your questions as much as we can. Remember, we are in a different part of the world than pretty much all of you guys. If you can, give us 24 hours to respond um, because of the, the time difference. A lot of times we get messages overnight and we're not even up in time because it's still, you know, very early in the morning by the time the game week deadlines come or something along those lines. So try to hit us up as proactively as you can because we really do pride ourselves on getting back to everybody um, as long as we're not, you know, dead asleep in the middle of the night. So, guys, we wish you nothing but green arrows. Have fun with these last two game weeks of the season and hit us up if you have any questions and again go to our insta stories click the see more link and you'll go to a really great article and we'll post that other article with the hype train as soon as we get it all right guys until next time we'll talk to you and peace goodbye <laughs>